Hello everyone, I'm Tori. And I'm Kariana. And welcome to God and All Things. Today we are doing something a little different. We're talking about a movie, a couple movies actually. We are discussing Frozen, both the first and the second movie. Ooh. I almost said book. It's definitely a movie. <laughs> the movies. And we're pretty pumped. So we're going to start with a summary in case you don't really know anything about Frozen. I'm assuming most people have heard of it. But if you haven't, like, watched it, we'll give you a basic <laughs> synopsis, and then you should go watch them. Yeah, just go watch um, them. Because they're great. <laughs> and then we'll get into our thoughts on it and stuff like that. So. Sounds good. Yeah, so just brief summary. Um, we have Anna and Elsa, two sisters who are really, really close as little girls until tragedy strikes. Now Elsa hides herself and her special gifts away, leaving Anna alone in their own home. Um, both want to find a way out and to be reunited, but fear keeps them alone and separated. Um, but the fear may become too much and Elsa's gifts may be too strong for her to hold in much longer. The drama. <laughs> what's going to happen? I mean, most of you probably know and that's why you're listening to this. But there is your opening, what we're going to talk about. So personal experiences. I was honestly very surprised by this. I think a lot of people were because I don't think the trailers really showed that much. Like you were like, cool, ice powers. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> like most of them had Olaf and Sven, which we yeah. didn't know. I knew, who they I were remember before. knowing about the snowman song and that was it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I'm like, I really knew nothing. I think my family, I'm pretty sure I saw it with my family and they were like, let's go see Frozen. I've heard it's really good. And so, and I think I saw it pretty early on when it was in theaters. And um, I really liked it a lot. And I became super basic and <laughs> still am. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm too hip, like Frozen, whatever. Tangled's better. That's what everybody says. But I, I mean, it depends on what you want. If you want a good romance, I think Tangled's better. But if you just want a good story, I think Frozen isn't better, but it's very good. And if you want a little bit more, yes, sisterhood, (laughs) a little focus on that. It's just great. Yeah, solid. And yeah, it's honestly one of my favorite Disney movies. Yes, Idina (laughs) Menzel. And the sequel I also loved. In fact, I don't know, I go back and forth on it. I think in some ways I like some of the things in the first movie better as far as plot points and surprises and stuff. But I think I like the second one's music better. Mm. So. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. I uh, I went and saw it in theaters as well. Like pretty much right when it came out in the December of that year. And I was on a double date. Oh. A 15 year old oh, double date. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I didn't like the guy. But I liked the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, something that came out of it. You know. Um, I remember thinking... I remember when the music started, that first song, Frozen Heart, mm-hmm. I, like, didn't think that it was our movie starting because it sounded, like, based on what I knew about the movie and just kind of, it, it sounded, like, African to me or something. And I was like, <laughs> what is it? Like, this not, is this our, our movie starting right now? What's I thought it was another preview, but Frozen Heart is awesome. <laughs> um, and Scandinavian. Yes, not <laughs> um, <laughs> um but uh but yeah I liked it from the beginning I was very I don't know I'm I'm not like you know I'm not above being like I'm not basic I hate that like I I have been like that but but this one I happen to like from yes, the beginning like, no, still like it. I'm sorry, everybody. yeah 
The second one I went and saw with my family when it came out. And um, yeah, a lot of my family members were like, that was way better than the first one. I love it so much. And I kind of went back and forth a lot. I think I'm probably switched. I like the music from the first one a lot more. But I think that the second storyline is like, I mean, it's deeper and more interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a and, more mature storyline. Yeah. And so I really enjoy that. Stuff, so. Yeah. So, but they're both great. I don't think I could say like, I like one yeah. more than the other, you know? Yeah, I think they both, which is rare. Like rare. usually yeah. with sequels, you like one or the other better. For but sure. I do think just kind of depending on what you're in the mood for. I do think the first one is a little less plot driven. Mm-hmm. I mean, the plot is a little more internal, I guess. Yeah. Whereas the second one, it is internal, but there's a little more external plot going on mm-hmm. than in the first one. So, yeah. So, moving into our gospel principle that we want to discuss in association with Frozen, there were a lot that we could talk about. And honestly, I would not mind someday in the future coming back to it because <laughs> I think there's other things that can be discussed um, more specifically. But we ended up. Kind of, at least for me, a lot of what I was thinking about was some people's complaints about Frozen. And then also just, yeah, what happens between the two movies and why they're both so great. Mm. And it led me to think about just the purpose of life and how it's all about becoming, about changing ourselves and becoming greater. A little paragraph about that um, that I'll read off to introduce it a little bit. It says, we all wonder at some point what our purpose here is. In Preach My Gospel, it states that while we are in mortality, we have experiences that bring us happiness. We also have experiences that bring us pain and sorrow, some of which is caused by the sinful acts of others. These experiences provide us opportunities to learn and to grow, to distinguish good from evil, and to make choices. Thankfully, we are provided aid in this process. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 in the New Testament teaches us that those who are in Christ become new creatures. His power allows old things to pass away and reconciles us to God. There are many directions we can go, but ultimately, if we choose to accept the right help, we can be transformed into something incredible. And we want to make sure throughout this podcast, based on some of those thoughts, to include Christ in this, because really we can't become new creatures without him. And so even though this is is fictional, I think you can see the aid of figures that could be like Christ, their mother, for example. Definitely. a few others, even just to each other, they're able to uplift each other. Olaf, I think, has a few moments of being like the Christ-like figure who's aiding them and giving them wisdom and all of that jazz. So, And even yes. in our lives, a lot of times, I mean, Christ works through people. Right. right. So mm-hmm. Christ exists. I mean, that's the point of the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Like God exists everywhere. He exists and he works through us. He works through other things and, and it affects our lives mm-hmm. that way. So definitely, I think. Everybody in the movies, probably, well, you know, besides That's bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> besides certain people. But even that, it's like Christ can still use those yes. moments of pain that are even caused by others to help us grow, those Absolutely. who are willing to try to grow. Um, so, yes, let's get into the plot of the film. Um, starting with the first one, obviously. We want to kind of discuss each part of the plot and just discuss how the characters change, how we can see them grow and how they help each other, how other outside forces help them, and how by the end of each film they've become 
something greater. Um, I like, that's one of the things I love about the second one is that you see them continue to grow. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start off. Kariana wasn't sure about starting over here because I think we all forget a little bit the beginning of Frozen. The African I think we music. all just, yes. I think we all just kind of like, I know in between watching it, I tend to be like, oh yeah, it starts with Anna and Elsa playing. Yeah. But that's not true. <laughs> it starts with the guys mining, cutting ice, the ice, cutting. Like, whatever you would call it, getting ice blocks out of the lake or river or whatever it is. And I think it's interesting because a lot of the lyrics in this song really just basically tell you what's going to happen to mm-hmm. particularly Elsa, but I think Anna as well. Um, it talks about how they need to break the ice apart and break the frozen hearts. It's a frozen heart worth mining. And so it talks about like, you have to, they have to be broken in order to do fulfill their purpose Wow, as ice. Yes. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Going through trials. Yes. (laughs) So there's the brokenness, but ultimately it's good for the ice. And because it's creating purpose, it's not just sitting there. Because of that. And also the frozen heart worth mining, meaning, you know, the worth of souls is great. Basically, that kind of connection of Mm. people, these people are worth those struggles and in order to help them find their purpose. And that's how Christ sees us is we are worth whatever we have to go through and whatever he has to help us go through in order to make us help us fulfill our our divine potential. Yeah, I would also connect that. Um, that brings to mind uh, DNC, where it says, I think I have the reference here, um, DNC 122.7, where it says, and all, all these things shall give thee experience and shall be for thy good. You know, the idea of like breaking apart and going through pain and struggles and trials. It yeah. gives us experience and it helps us in the end. It, like you were kind of saying before, if we allow Christ to to change us and and allow ourselves to use those things to let Christ work through those difficult things. Mm -hmm. So good. So right off the bat, it's basically teaching that, (laughs) but you have to pay attention. And like, it's just a song you wouldn't usually try to listen to very deeply. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, I got it. It just looks, it's like a marching song. (laughs) It's like the dwarves, like hi-ho or whatever. Like you don't really pay attention to the lyrics, even though, even if you know them, you just don't think about them very deeply. No, definitely. Um, So we move from that and then we move to Anna and Elsa as children (laughs) and we are introduced to their personalities. They are young. We're able to see that Elsa is obviously the older one. She's a little quieter. She wants to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) A little more mature, maybe. (laughs) And Anna's a little bit more extroverted and wild. Yes. Really, they're both starting very innocent until Elsa accidentally freezes Anna's brain. (laughs) (laughs) Tragedy number one. But that's what happens. And they run to the trolls. And I'd love to... Do you know scandinavian like folklore or like trolls nothing about it i don't know anyway um i would love to if you know tell us send us us some source or something teach us fascinating (laughs) so they end up going the parents run to the trolls and ask for their help to save anna and their decision is to remove all memories of magic the magic from her head 
and that will protect her. Um, but that means that she doesn't know about Elsa's gifts anymore. And it automatically separates them because there's things Elsa knows that Anna doesn't, but she's not allowed to tell her. We also learn um, on top of that, the head Paw Patrol or whatever. Grand, grand, grandpappy. 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 There he is. Yes, I was like, Grand Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> he tells them that fear is the enemy. Mm-hmm. And that, and he doesn't do a very jo- good job explaining what he means by that. So, <laughs> Especially to like a seven year old girl. <laughs> yes. But I also think part of it is just sometimes we do get information we don't fully understand and we just have mm-hmm. to do the best we can with it. But it does cause a lot of extreme problems in both of their lives. Yeah. So also during that troll scene, um, when he is like about to heal Anna and kind of like explaining the process to her, um, they he says he he asks where she was hit with the ice blast, and they tell him in the head. And his quote is, um, that's good. He can heal the head. He says, the heart is not so easily changed, but the head can be persuaded. And I think that's kind of an interesting look, like brief look into Anna's character Mm -hmm. a little bit. Her heart is really difficult to change and it kind Mm -hmm. of helps and hurts her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would say it's a good Mm -hmm. thing. I would say it's a good thing overall, but it causes her problems too. Um, she doesn't really, she's like really determined in her feelings for people, you know, after Elsa runs away, she's frozen everything. And Hans is like, can you trust her? And she says, she's my sister. She would never hurt me. Mm-hmm. And you just have to think like, girl, you have not yeah. spoken to her. She, in, she like, already years. hurt you. And she already Yeah. Yeah. And she's hurt uh, other people who are here, you know, mm-hmm. and she's frozen everything. And so but she's like so insistent on like, no, this is my sister and I know her. And it's the same thing with Hans. I mean, that Hans himself asking, can you trust her is like ironic when you know that he's yeah. the betrayer. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and with Hans, it's not until he says, I don't love you. <laughs> that yes. There's like any recognition in her that he could possibly be bad in any way. Right. Yeah. And, um, and she has this trust for everybody, even Kristoff. He's this total stranger. He's kind of scary if we're being completely yes, honest. Yes, he is. When you first um, meet him, especially, yeah, he's a thick snowball. He's really guy. intimidating. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and uh, she even makes a joke when he's like, didn't your parents tell you not to talk to strangers? She's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, then when they're... Uh, when she's like when they're about to find Elsa's castle she's like climbing up the cliff right Mm -hmm. and then they're like oh there's stairs over here and she just jumps off (laughs) yes she just jumps off this cliff expecting him to catch her and says wow that was like some crazy trust exercise and he's just like (laughs) but she just trusts and it made me think of actually watching the movie and thinking about this really closely um it, it reminded me, too, of when they're playing in the snow, when she gets struck. Mm-hmm. Elsa's building these, like, snow drifts, these snow piles, and she's going, catch me, catch me, and Elsa's catching her mm, in the yeah. snow, and mm-hmm. Anna just has this innate trust that she'll catch her, and that's what, so it's the reason that she's able to bring Elsa back, it's the reason that she has makes Kristoff fall in love with her, but it's also the reason Elsa hurts her in the first place and the reason that Hans is able to hurt her as well. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of this interesting, like, 
yeah so mm-hmm. it just the that trolls line kind of opens opened my eyes to like her her heart and her character a little bit there yeah that's really interesting because i had like i had thought about elsa like she with the fear thing and her closing herself off she goes to an extreme mm-hmm. like they say be wary of fear it could be dangerous so she's like okay i'm gonna shut myself away well her parents do but right. she also agrees <laughs> she does it that too. she needs to do it that she needs to hide and not use her magic ever and just be super careful um, whereas Anna, yeah, is on that extreme of naivete of I'm going to trust everybody because yeah. people are good. And it's interesting because I think about this a lot where God um, many times in scriptures reveals the idea of straight as the gate and narrow is the way. It really is a balancing act. Like you are walking between extremes and everything, all the commandments work in that way. Like yeah. there are extremes and you have to balance in the middle of them is where you're working. Um, especially when you're dealing with other people and loving other people, there's a very straight and narrow way that you have to walk, which is why we need Christ and his willingness to help us out with that. Um, and yeah, leave us space to be able to practice, but we'll get into that a little bit more because I do think, Often in our growth, we go from one extreme to the other a lot of the time. Um, It can be hard to find that middle ground. Yes. Uh So we have, yes, fear becomes very central to Elsa's life. Anna is left very lonely. We have, do you want to build a snowman? They don't even come together for their parents' deaths, really, which is just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that Elsa doesn't feel like she can even go to the funeral. Like she has to just stay in her room. So very heartbreaking. Um, and then the doors open, the gates open. <laughs> and I, we were talking about this a little bit before we got started recording about how um, the door motif is very present in the first one. It's not so much in the second yeah. one. I feel like the second one is a little more like the fall motif. The, it's very nature-based. Yes, there aren't really a lot of doors. <laughs> So the doors, like, it's interesting because when the doors are closed, they're staying stagnant. They're not moving forwards. Yeah. Obviously, they're literally stranded somewhere, but they're also not growing yeah. personally. They're not um, learning to become better. But as soon as the doors open, then the plot moves forward and their psychological and moral growth occurs as well. Um, And so, yes, the gates open. We meet Hans. Hans, the dreamy Hans. Oh, gosh. (laughs) He starts off dreamy. And then... (laughs) You know what I'm actually... Before we go into that a little bit, the doors, I'm thinking of at the funeral... Well, after the funeral, I guess, Mm -hmm. once they're died... Uh, once, once, once they died. died, once they've died, Anna goes back to Elsa's door and starts singing that reprise of "Do you mm-hmm. want to build a snowman?" And they're sitting on the two opposite sides of the yeah. closed door. So mm-hmm. it even, I mean, like you were saying, they're very stagnant. They're very like they're closed off. They're not moving forward. They're just kind of stuck in these emotions without any help yeah and i think it's interesting though because that's such a small amount of space between them yeah like that door is so small it's not like it's this big brick wall right between them and becoming better and (laughs) yeah them becoming better and their relationship becoming better is so close and yet they just don't take the initiative to act on it 
for various reasons. For Elsa, it's fear. For Anna, it's naivete and just lack of understanding. Yeah. So, okay. So then that night, we have the coronation. Very exciting. <laughs> um, and we have... Three years seen... later, by the way. Yes. Not three right years after parents later. Died. Yes, that's when we meet Hans. We have the coronation. And we hear the beautiful song, Love is an Open Door, is an open door. which is secretly one of the greatest villain songs. <laughs> because but I don't care if it's a villain song. It's, it's still on my wedding playlist. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> love it. Love it. Hey, when you sing it, you'll be meaning the word Yes, it'll be meaningful. Like Anna, Hope, for me, like at Hans. least. Hopefully, hopefully, neither hopefully he's not like Hans, whoever yes. he is. <laughs> yeah, even the... And that actually goes back to the door motif because that love is an open door and like oh, just absolutely. letting in anybody in. And it ends up being hurt, but it does help her grow still. Yeah. And kind of goes back to that, like all things will be for your good. Some yes. of the opening doors lead to positive things and some of the open doors lead to negative things, mm-hmm. but all of them work together for her good. Yes, Absolutely. So then Elsa, well, Anna asks if she can marry Hans after knowing him for like a few hours. And Elsa says, heck no. <laughs> and tells her that she can leave if she doesn't want to be there. But Elsa is staying there. And then her, in frustration, Elsa's power ends up being revealed. And everybody is terrified of her. And so she runs away and ends up causing a winter to cover everything. <laughs> And doesn't even realize it either, which is also very interesting. But at this point, we have Let It Go, which I have thoughts on. So, (laughs) first of all, she's going from one extreme to the other at this point. So now it's not, I'm going to keep it all in and not let anybody know. But now it's like, I'm just going to let it all go and not care what happens. And just, yeah, be free, basically. I want to be myself. And I know a few people... Um, parents in particular were a little concerned about that song because they thought it would teach like oh don't listen to authority or just do whatever you want and it's interesting to me that that was such a concern because it happens halfway through the movie right like it's not the end song it's not where they end up with that song it's where she is going like I said from one extreme to the other and so she's progressing in that way because she's learning a different way of life. She's understanding a different perspective on her gifts and what she can do with them, but she's not in that straight and narrow way um, quite yet, which is, it's just really interesting because I think we forget sometimes that that swinging is part of the process. Right. Like, I think it's easy to be like, oh, you just went way beyond the mark. (laughs) Like, but it's still part of that learning process. Sometimes you have to taste that other side to figure it out. I actually have um, an interesting quote. Uh, I found an article from The New Era from 2015 called The Gospel and Your Personality. Because I was kind of thinking about Elsa and this idea of like, fitting in and kind of you know people talk about if you're going to be a member of the church or just a follower of christ in general like you kind of fit in this little box and all everybody's personality is the same and there's no really room to be yourself and to be unique right and so and elsa's kind of an interesting case of that where she talks about normal rules not applying and you know she doesn't feel like she fits in so i think it's interesting um let me just read some of this some of this quote some of this article Um, He says, 
Part of being unique, of course, is being different. If you dwell on your differences from others, though, you may start to feel like you don't belong, and that's never a very good feeling. To those who feel they don't fit in with others in the church, President Uchtdorf has said, if you could see into our hearts, you would probably find that you fit in better than you suppose. Your background or upbringing may, might seem different from what you perceive, but that could be a blessing. We need your unique talents and perspectives. Um, and then later on, he says, this life is about learning and growing and changing. It's about becoming the self you came here to be, and the church is there to help. We're supposed to acknowledge our weaknesses and be made strong through the grace of Jesus Christ. Even repenting of sin isn't just about regaining lost innocence. It's about being transformed into a new creature as something we've never been before. And so, yeah, I kind of noted that Elsa starts this movie feeling like she doesn't fit in and saying, that's my personality. That's who I am. And Anna, if you don't like it, you can leave. Right. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what you mentioned before, whereas Anna wants to kind of change the story and progress. She wants to open up the door. She wants to move on. She wants to Mm -hmm. stop being stagnant. Right. And um, when we talk about the second movie, I'll carry that thought through over there. But uh, but yeah, so I just think it's it's interesting, this idea that she she feels like she has to just break away from everybody and be alone to truly be herself. And she hasn't figured out that there's a way to be herself and fit in at mm-hmm. the same time. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. I do want to read um, this quote before we go much further to when it comes to grace so that you can all um, continue to picture this as we talk about both of these characters and their progression through the se- the duology, I guess you could call it. <laughs> this comes from a very popular talk made by Brad Wilcox in 2011 at BYU. It's called His Grace is Sufficient. One of the best talks on grace ever. So if you haven't read it or listened to it, please do, because I think it will really help you understand what it is exactly Christ has done for us and how we can better use that power that he gives us. So um, he talks about how Christ's arrangement with us is similar to a mom providing music lessons for her child. Mom pays the piano teacher. How many know what I'm talking about? Because mom pays the debt in full, She can turn to her child and ask for something. What is it? Practice. Does the child's practice pay the piano teacher? No. Does the child's practice repay mom for paying the piano teacher? No. Practicing is how the child shows appreciation for mom's incredible gift. It is how he takes advantage of the amazing opportunity mom is giving him to live his life at a higher level. Mom's joy is found not in getting repaid, but in seeing her gift used seeing her child improve. And so she continues to call for practice, practice, practice. I think that's so perfect to explain what it is we're doing here, why we have commandments, why we have expectations. And it makes it a lot less scary because later in the talk, he does say, there should never be just two options, perfection or giving up. When learning the piano are the only options performing performing at Carnegie Hall or quitting. No. Growth and development take time. Learning takes time. And so he talks about, yeah, you want to get mad at a kid for not being able to immediately play the piano perfectly. (laughs) Like you would just say, okay, yeah, just keep trying, keep going. And so throughout this journey, you're able to see like both of them tripping up in certain ways, but they're still progressing. Like they're still changing and becoming greater it's just doesn't look like a five set plan or anything like that. Like it's a process that they're going through and learning and practicing how to use their gifts in a way that will bring people together and 
make themselves stronger. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Because at that halfway point, I mean, she knows how to build an ice castle, but she still doesn't know how to thaw it. She right? still has, exactly. she has the rest yeah. of the journey to take. <laughs> she has a lot more to learn. So, yes, Elsa goes, she creates her castle. Great moment. She pulls her hair down and creates a dress. Epic dress. We never know. Who knows how it stays how, on. <laughs> how she made a dress out of ice powers. But somehow she does, and it's great. We love the dress. I would want to um, hug her. But... Right, yes. So then Anna meets Kristoff. She's going after her sister. In fact, she says, I need to fix it. So you can kind of see she's growing to understand things aren't as perfect as she thought they were. But she's still not really realizing that Elsa, how complex Elsa is. She's just like, oh, she's my sister. I'm just going to go talk to her and it will be good. I'm going to talk to my sister. (laughs) Right. Which is a good starting point. But she's still not fully understanding people and that other people are very complicated. So then, yes, she meets Kristoff, who's amazing. Actually We love (laughs) Kristoff, yes. I would say he's probably my favorite Disney prince. I don't know if that's what you would call him, but I... He gets there. He's the perfect man. If you haven't seen Cinema Therapy, the channel did an episode on him and talking about how he's the perfect man. And I love it and completely agree. So anyway, if you're interested, they're a great channel and they talk about movies and therapy. One of them's a therapist, so he kind of talks about that. They're great. But yes, that's a really good one. So then skipping a little bit, Kristoff. Oh, we meet Olaf, of course. Have to mention Olaf. Honorary mention. Yes, exactly. He's great. Um, he His journey does represent in an extreme way Anna's journey a little bit. So you can kind of think about that as well. But we're not going to go too deep into that right now. So yes, Anna goes and talks to Elsa at her castle. And Elsa realizes what she's done. She didn't know before. Anna is just like, oh, yeah, um, you can just fix it. (laughs) And again, not really understanding. Um, So Elsa starts off, like I said, on the opposite extreme. She says, you should probably go. I belong here alone where I can be who I am without hurting anybody. So she's still afraid, but she's turning it in a different direction, another extreme. Mm -hmm. And with Anna, she... Like I said, is it understanding? It's interesting that they have that moment where they're both singing different parts. Yeah. Because it shows that neither of them are really listening to the Not other on the person. same page. Yeah. Like, Anna is trying to talk about how they can do it together. They'll make it. It'll be just fine. It's not a big deal. And Elsa isn't listening to that. And then Anna's not listening to how much Elsa's hurting. Yeah. And how hard it is for her. And that it's not as simple as Anna's making it. And so, and that ends in, of course, all Elsa causing Anna's heart to freeze. That is um, something that I have more more thoughts on in the second movie as well. I hadn't thought about, I hadn't made this connection before, but the way that you just put that, I'm kind of thinking about um, Anna's perspective here, and um, she, like like you were saying, there, there's a level of naivete definitely um, in her her thinking. She, I think she assumes that Elsa understands these powers. Yeah. I think she, she, it implies that she doesn't really get that Elsa is pretty much out of control. She and doesn't know what she's doing. that's why she was hiding this whole time. It yeah. wasn't just so other people wouldn't know. It's because she didn't have the control. She can't do She can't yeah. handle it. Yeah. And so, but Anna has this faith in her mm-hmm. and, and in 
their ability. She has this faith that if she just takes this step and goes, then it'll all be better. And she has this faith that if Elsa just decides to do the right thing, then it'll work out. She has this really interesting and slightly naive faith that everything is just going to happen and work which I don't know again that's not entirely a bad thing it's kind of it's kind Mm -hmm. of that open heart thing too you know this isn't really it's an it's not the worst place to be Mm -hmm. it's um I don't know have you have you learned at all about the the idea of like fall atonement creation it's kind of this like graph that or no creation fall atonement sorry (laughs) I don't think I have seen a graph like that okay so I, I've been thinking I have to bring it up because we've said like several things okay, during this yeah. podcast where I'm like, oh my gosh, this lines up so perfectly. <laughs> so it's basically um, like these three stages of life where you have creation, where everything is new and exciting and, you know, you are, it's kind of this youthful stage where everything just either makes sense or it doesn't have to mm-hmm. and it's just fine, you know, and you just trust and you're happy Um, and then, but we can't endure in creation. (laughs) It just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's not reasonable, right? Because life happens Mm -hmm. and it's hard. Um, and And a lot of times grow if you just stay there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so then you have the fall and this is all, you know, like into Adam and Eve, Mm -hmm. right? So then you have the fall and, uh, in a lot of cases, ideally you go through the fall in kind of a gentle manner, but in a lot of cases, this is where you have your bitter people, right? Mm -hmm. This is where we're angry. This is where... I was lied to and this is wrong and God is horrible. And, you know, that's where you have that kind of those kinds of feelings. Mm -hmm. And you have clashes between those people where creation people accuse fall people of not having faith and fall people accuse creation people of being naive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And what we're all working towards is atonement where we come to this understanding that life is hard, but, Jesus helps us through it, you know, (laughs) and that God is good because we live in a fallen world and he makes that easier um, Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, you know, (laughs) maybe a little more complex than that. Easier in the long run. (laughs) Easier and not ideal. (laughs) Yes, not ideal. And sometimes things are harder because of the gospel and, you know, that's okay too. It happens. But, Mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, so, so that, that's kind of what I keep thinking of is like, um, Anna in this creation stage and Elsa in this fall stage mm, and both yeah. of them, you know, not really fig- understanding each other and yeah. not knowing how to get to atonement. So okay. I really just throw like that, that out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. I have read, um, it's called Faith is Not Blind mm-hmm. and it's a really good book by the Hafens, I believe is their last name. It's a couple and similar thing, they just talk, they put it in slightly different terms. They call it a simplicity, complexity, and then the simplicity beyond complexity. Oh, I love so, that. yeah, that's another way to think about it is yeah. you start off with, oh, the gospel's simple, life is good, like mm-hmm. we keep it and it's good. Complexity is when you start to realize, oh, there's things in the world that don't quite match up with what I was expecting. Maybe not everybody is the same outside of our little Utah bubble. And you start to question and maybe have doubts. And then you reach for the simplicity beyond complexity where you're like, well, I know it's hard and there are complications. But there's also a simplicity in the gospel that can be held on to. The gospel makes it simple. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
So yeah, that's really, really great. Excellent. I was going to just skip to when Anna gets back to Arendelle and discovers Hans and his terrible being, his terrible personality. Okay. <laughs> his terrible desires. But I do want to stop for a moment at Fixer Upper as a song. Thank you. Okay, because <laughs> during that scene, we have obviously it's Kristoff and Anna and they're wanting them to get married and whatever. Yes, me too. But there's this really, right, so we all want that. It's okay, we get it. It's okay, one. don't worry. It's great. But um, in that song, there's this really great moment where it's kind of like the bridge moment. And one of the trolls, the like mama troll that raised Kristoff. Stop, are we about to have the same quote written down right now? (laughs) Talks to Anna and says, people make bad choices if they're mad or scared or stressed. True love brings out the best. No, we have different quotes. (laughs) Even better. Thoughts on that. And then we'll go into my car. So thoughts on that. Anna is starting to embrace the idea that people are imperfect in that moment. You see it in her face. Like, Yes, it's about Kristoff from the Mama Troll point of view, but from Anna, she's probably thinking about her sister, sure. too. Like, she's thinking about how she is making bad choices or doing things that are causing pain because she's afraid, because she's angry, yeah. or whatever. And she's and she has a smile when she hears that, so it's almost like she starts to realize that her sister is good, and there's good in people, but they also can make mistakes, yeah. and we have to kind of embrace people for, regardless of those imperfections. No, that's that's really, it's a it's a good moment, because when she gets, when Kristoff is taking her away from the Ice Palace, um, he goes, I thought you said she would never hurt you, and she kind of has this, like, I didn't think she would, you yeah. know? She's mm-hmm. like, you can tell she's been not just physically hurt she's been deeply emotionally hurt by the because she she really thought that she could trust Elsa and she's so confused it's this fall moment this complex moment where she's like what is happening right now and I think mom the mama troll kind of helps her sort through it a little bit (laughs) absolutely Yeah. yeah so it is a really good moment and very important for her growth okay so <laughs> my quote um, by the mama, I think it's by the mama troll, um, another little like bridge <laughs> is where she says, we're not saying you can change him because people don't really change. Mm-hmm. We're only saying that love's a force that's powerful and strange, which is the line right before the one. That yes. you're <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Um, so I guess it's the same bridge moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can't, I just I'm so excited to go into the second one. Okay. <laughs> I keep saying, like, this will connect to the second one. I promise it all will. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I just, um, the idea that people don't really change mm-hmm. is a really interesting thing for them to have this, like, wise, trustworthy person saying, you yeah. know? Um, and it, ju- it just makes you think of it. I think, for me, it makes me think about the characters and their personalities and, like, can they change? Do they change? Can I change? You know? Um, and I kind of have mixed feelings on that. That will be more relevant after some of these characters go through more changes okay. <laughs> in the next one. So 
I just want to Sounds good. So we've got that little seed. Let's try to finish out this first movie so we can hear all Cariana's thoughts for about the second. (laughs) Oh, no. Now it's pressure. I know. Now everybody's expecting amazing things. Okay. Um, If they weren't already, because Frozen's just Frozen. You should just, as soon as you saw the title, you should have been excited. So anyway, um, yeah. So Anna goes back to Arendelle, discovers Hans and his betrayal. Horrible, awful moment. My favorite is to watch people react to Frozen on YouTube who have never seen it before. And they, like so many of them, are like, What? <laughs> like, oh, you're not just, ready for it. Everything says you like, except you don't know how to handle like the Hans versus Kristoff. Yeah. By the end, mm-hmm. you're like, Okay, wait a second. Something's like, obviously. Yes. But you uh. still like, like, it's a Disney movie. Yeah. That doesn't happen in Disney What? Movies? Like, like the five-minute prince. prince? Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> so I love that they really circumvent those expectations yes. for Disney movies. For, and do you that. remember in the next one, too, Olaf does his whole, like, summary of the first movie, and the lieutenant yeah. is reacting to oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> he's he like, gets to Hans, the train. I can't remember what he says about Hans, but Lieutenant Matthias is like, what? <laughs> Which is so... All of us, every one of us, did that in the theater. If you saw it there, and if you didn't, you did it when you first saw the movie. You did. I wish I could remember like that moment when I saw it in theaters. I know. I can't seriously, remember it. I can't remember specifically. I mean, I remember being surprised. Right. But that's about it. So anyway, we have this moment. He locks her in the room, which we see that door motif again. So the door Shutting closes, and she's not progressing she's not changing in fact she's, she's dying yeah. <laughs> so she's literally in a place where she's stuck honestly like in a similar place to where elsa was in yeah. the beginning yeah. um, alone in this freezing room, freezing yeah and so um yes but the good moment is when olaf opens the door that's when she's able to learn olaf gives her his words of wisdom yes. and we have the great some people are worth melting for classic so cute <laughs> she we realizes Kristoff is in love with her she realizes exactly. what true love is everything's coming together <laughs> Briefly on that, actually, the quote um, when Anna says, I don't know what love is, and Olaf says, that's okay, I do. And that's so sweet, but it's also very reminiscent or, like, very symbolic of how Christ is with us, of, like, it's okay Mm. if you don't understand. Oh, I understand. I love that. And that's just (laughs) a great place to start, you know? If you don't understand, just no all you need to really know is that god and christ understand and they know where things are going they understand how you're feeling in the moment and they're okay with the fact that you're hurting and mad at them (laughs) they can take it really yeah because ultimately they know what's going to happen and as long as you even if you're mad at them in the moment, like continuing to hold on and just be like okay i'm just gonna keep following you almost because sometimes i get like this where i'm like I just don't have anything else to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm mad at you, and I'm really annoyed that things aren't working out the way I wanted it to. But I know enough about you to know that you'll take care of me. Yeah. So I'll just keep going one step in front of the other, do the next right thing. Next we'll right get thing. into that again, next, too. Oh, I have a lot but there. <laughs> just continuing forward and trusting that, like I said, Christ understands and he'll teach you as yeah. time goes on. Um, I heard a really great story that that reminds me mm-hmm. of at one point i know you listen to the don't miss this podcast mm-hmm, emily yeah. bell freeman um 
our new young women's general president. Is yes. That, is that right? Um, she shared a great story uh, where, you know, to keep it short, she something didn't go the way she wanted it to. And it messed things up in her family for a really long time. Oh, yeah. And um, and she was mad and upset about it. And really, like, why did this have to happen like this? And mm-hmm. and she said it was 20 years later, two decades yeah. later, where she realized all of the good that had come from it and was so grateful. And she knelt down and prayed and asked Heavenly Father to forgive her for being ungrateful and for not realizing and just expressed her gratitude. And it made me cry so hard when she told it because um, she said that she just felt she just felt God comforting her and saying, that's OK, because 20 years ago, I knew that right now you would be grateful. Yeah. And it's like just. That. He just knows, you know, mm-hmm. he knows better than we do. Yeah. And that's why we just follow and we do the next right thing. And we just trust in the plan, even if we don't, even if we don't know what it is. Yes. <laughs> even if we only know what the next step is. Yes, because he, he knows. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So beautiful. And Excellent. we have the another motif for Elsa specifically is storms. Um, she has a storm raging inside and so that ends up showing itself on the outside so we have this storm because Elsa's scared Hans tells her that she healed Anna which she believes and so everything stops her heart is broken and Hans is going to kill her Anna's been running to get to Kristoff to try to get her true love's kiss so that she can be saved but she chooses to save her sister over herself and so that moment, of course, we have that heartbreaking moment where we're like, is Anna dead? Anna's dead! <laughs> um, but then, of course, she unfreezes and we discover that that act of true love was enough to heal her frozen heart. And we go further to have Elsa learn that love is the opposite of fear, which is not what you would expect. Yeah. You usually think courage, but love is the opposite of fear. That's where she's able to grow And that's where she's able to get control of the gifts that she's been given is through love and being connected with people, which is so different from where she started, where she was separating herself completely from people. And that's part of what made her experiences with her gifts so extreme Mm -hmm. on both sides. So absolutely wonderful. We love it. So then we get into the second part. Yes. So I do want to start off with movie two, similar to Let It Go. Um, I know a lot of people complained about this movie before it came out, but even after it came out, after they'd seen it, that it was like unnecessary or like it made it seem like they backtracked. Mm. And I thought it was really interesting that that was a complaint because to me, I'm like, well, obviously that's like, you? you expect them to just <laughs> like be ice skating the rest hey, of their this lives. This is a Disney movie. Know, it's happily ever after. <laughs> but no. And especially because no. the first one is so much about personal growth. Yeah. The second one's obviously going to continue that because yes, Elsa has control of better control over her gifts now but now she needs to figure out what they're for yeah and anna has learned how to have positive relationships how to understand people better but now she needs to learn how to let them go when so that they can fulfill their purposes and she can too she's still kind of grasping she doesn't have super healthy relationships yet because she's kind of clinging and grasping she's very possessive of them Mm -hmm. and so we start off um with Anna and Elsa as children again which I love because I feel like it shows that this journey they're on in the second one 
they were already kind of on it in the first one because they learned about this when they were kids. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't like they finish this and then they find out about the enchanted forest. They always knew about it. So that's always been in the back of their minds. This is just the next step. Yes, exactly. It's just not applicable, obviously, to the first one. So they're not going to discuss that. They're yeah. focused on just their relationship. But I thought of that. That is really cool. The enchanted forest, they know about it. So those seeds that were preparing them for the next stage of their growth were already planted long before we start, long before the second one really starts with how Anna and Elsa don't want things to change. That first um, song is all about how things never, some things never change, yeah. which she has a point like that love will never change, stuff like that. But there, things will ch- in general will change. It's like you can't keep them the same. Yeah. And Elsa kind of understands that. She even says, I can't freeze this moment, but I can still go out and seize this day. So she understands on some level that like it can't stay like this forever necessarily. But she can still enjoy the moment and appreciate. Because I think talking about becoming and growth, it's often we're thinking about the future and the past. But it's important to be in the now because that's where the change is taking place, is understanding the now. And Elsa knows how to do that on a little less so. Yeah, unfortunately, she falls into a very common trap that a lot of us do, where um, the second we think we know something. <laughs> and my father comes in and says, actually. Not quite. <laughs> she says, and some things never change, you know. She, at the very end, they sing the flag of Arendelle will always fly. And then what happens next? They all have to abandon Arendelle yes. and it's in mortal danger, uh, right? And I'm pretty sure there's a moment, I could be wrong, where, like, the flag... I think so. I think so. I think they make a deal out of it. And she's saying some things never change, like how I'm holding on tight to you. And who's Mm -hmm. the one person who disappears? Olaf, the person who she was singing to. Mm -hmm. Like everything that she's singing about is it's even showing that in the song. She says like an old stone wall that'll never fall Mm -hmm. as the stone wall is falling. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the song is telling us that she's grasping at things that aren't going to stay the same. She <laughs> it's permanent, but it's not. Yeah, and that was that's where um I my comment about how Elsa starts the last movie kind of stagnant and Anna's looking for change. I think this one is swapped. Mm-hmm. I think that Anna starts the second movie really content with where everything is. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, we play charades on Friday nights. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kristoff and Elsa's good and Olaf is safe and everything's just good and happy and the gates are open and I want everything to stay just mm-hmm. like this right whereas Elsa I think there is a level definitely of her being like you know these days are precious mm-hmm. I love what's happening right now um but we see in a minute here with into the unknown sorry yeah. to like jump ahead no, in your plot go points, ahead because that was where I was going okay next, so. yeah we see with into the unknown she um she kind of she's like holding back but then says you know kind of goes into this like oh but or are you someone here's a quote are you someone out there who's a little bit like me who knows deep down I'm not where I'm meant to be you know Mm -hmm. and I have a lot more thoughts on that as well but um you know she's not she kind of wants to progress she wants to change she wants to do more she's like okay well 
I like got to here and now I want to keep going. So they've kind of switched roles here at the beginning of this movie and their stagnation versus progress. Yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I do want to talk about, yeah, Into the Unknown. Yes. There's a lot of great quotes regarding her growth. And I like that it's this voice, like it's basically like the Holy Ghost <laughs> telling her if that wasn't an obvious it's a spirit. That you yeah, it's literally a spirit. So that's calling her. And a few of the quotes that I really find stands out. Um, the first is obviously where it starts. I can hear you, but I won't. There's a million reason I sh- reasons I should go about my day and ignore your whispers, which I wish would go away. I had my adventure. I don't need something new. Who knows deep down I'm not where I'm meant to be, like you brought up. Mm-hmm. So she, yeah, she knows she's not where she's meant to be, but she doesn't want to listen. She's like, I hear you, but I won't. <laughs> Maybe she's still kind of scared, yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. A little she bit of fear creeping that back fear in. Still. And I think there's a part of her, too, that knows Anna doesn't want this to change. And she loves Anna. And she doesn't want to betray her. She wants Anna to be happy. Yeah, exactly. And so she's kind of got this fear for her sister as well. But a part of her does know that she needs to listen. That she has more progression that needs to happen. There's something else she's being called to do. Like, we... Our callings in life are changing over time. We're not Mm -hmm. always going to be called to the exact same work our whole life in fact that would get very boring (laughs) (laughs) like god has more for us to do and more growth for us to experience through various callings and elsa is beginning to realize that but yeah is a little scared so one more thought about into the unknown before we move on from there um i think i'm just really interested I kind of in general, I have an interest in the idea of like earth not really being our home, right? Mm, We're spiritual beings. We're divinely spiritual beings who come from a more divine place than this, right? Um, And so that quote that I read before that you referenced as well, who knows deep down, I'm not where I'm meant to be. um, It makes me think about how she's never she's never felt like she belongs in this castle. And in the first movie, you know, there are lots of reasons she feels like she doesn't fit in, but even now she still has this feeling that she's not in the right place. She's not where she's supposed to be. It makes me think of the hymn. Oh, my father, if I ended up to a different song, Mm, um, where it taught, Oh, my father. In the first verse, it talks about, you know, you dwell in a high and glorious place. And will I be able to, um, regain thy presence, um, in thy holy habitation, Verse two says, you've placed me here on earth for a wise purpose. Yeah, oftentimes a secret something whispered, you're a stranger here. And I felt that I had wandered from a more exalted sphere. Mm. And I just really love the way this hymn puts the idea of our heavenly father resides in this place. And that's where we come from. And Mm. we have this feeling of like, if you feel if you've ever felt discomfort before (laughs) it's um we don't we don't belong here and our spirits I believe you know this may be me talking more than (laughs) I don't have Mm -hmm. any scriptural authority or anything but our spirits know that this isn't where we're supposed to be and they want to be somewhere else and I think that Elsa's spirit knows that too that Mm -hmm. she's she wants to she wants to do more and be somewhere maybe holier for her and doing something different. And Anna can't really relate to that because Anna 
does feel comfortable there in the castle yeah, and she, she does love it. She's she, supposed to be. she is where she's supposed to be. Yeah. And she doesn't understand that her and Elsa are meant for different things. And so she keeps yeah. trying to hold her somewhere, holding her back really, if we're being frank about it yeah. <laughs> from where she needs to go. And we'll see that throughout this movie on yeah. a kind of holding Elsa back from things she needs to do. And I think that's a tendency of all of ours is to forget that other people are at different points in their becoming mm. journey, in their yeah. becoming process. Like they, we may in this moment feel like, oh, I need to really focus on studying my scriptures like that. I need to spend more time. That's what I'm feeling inspired to do. But someone else maybe is being inspired to go to the temple more. Right. And neither is bad, but like you being like, oh no, you really need to study your scriptures. We can get kind of judgmental about it. (laughs) Like, obviously they do, but like that's probably not where God is taking them right now. Yeah. And I know of people, I have a specific person in mind who I'm not going to name names, but there's someone um, in my life who has a tendency to do that, Hmm. who really, they're very passionate about um the temple and some other things there's been moments where they've invited other people to serve with them or do things and they just have a tendency to get frustrated when other people aren't on that same level and to me i'm like you know it's it's understandable to get frustrated when you feel like you're trying to do something and you're not really getting help But it's also important to remember that everybody else is also receiving revelation and it may not be in the same exact way or the same exact point and focus that yours is. And that's okay. Like, you just do what you can with your personal revelation and let other people work with theirs. Yeah, definitely. All right. So after Elsa basically wakens the spirits up... To honest chagrin, Um, (laughs) they all get pushed out of Arendelle, which we find out later is because the spirits are protecting them. But at first, it seems like they're being aggressive and scary. So they push them out into the forest, and Elsa finally tells Anna what she's been hearing this voice and that she thinks it's coming from the enchanted forest that they learned about when they were young. And Anna insists on going with her. And then, of course, Kristoff and Sven and Olaf decide to tag along because they're just great friends and so cute. And so they all go and they reach the Enchanted Forest and Elsa's able to get through with her because of her magic. She's able to get them through, but they're not able to get back. And I did want to take one moment to talk about Olaf's song at this point. Because I think in a very, it's a more childlike way to explain some of the things we've been talking about okay but i do think his song even though it's funny is also very applicable to what's happening in this movie for sure so honestly and summer did too like i said anna's journey is very much represented by olaf in a lot of ways in a smaller way like in summer he's very naive and doesn't understand the truth about the world and that's where anna is so and when i'm older um Olaf is talking about how, well, weird things are happening. Okay. (laughs) Spirits are all messing with him. Poor little Olaf. And he's by himself. So in the song, When I'm Older, Olaf talks about how basically this will all make sense when I'm older. I know in a couple of years, these will seem like childish fears. He believes that with time, things will make more sense, which is true. But there's also some things that it's going to be a really long time before it makes sense. Yeah. And so um, I appreciate that he points out, like, that 
given time, we'll come to understand things better. We'll understand why we were there. Like with Emily Freeman, she was in a position where she did not understand why she was there. She hated it. But 20 years later, when she's older, (laughs) she begins to understand. And so I think that's a really key point because we are able to see that in Anna, especially, but also as well throughout this movie. Okay, so the next point is we run into the people who have been trapped in the Enchanted Forest. Olaf tells his delightful summary of the first movie. (laughs) And then the fire spirit strikes and Elsa is the one to calm it. Um, And in that moment, Anna talks, uh, tells Elsa that she should be more careful. Like she runs into this fire after Elsa, even though Elsa literally has ice powers. Like, okay, she can take on the fire. But Anna just feels this, feels that she needs to take care of Elsa because there's been all this time where they've been apart and how much that hurt her. And she's like, we're finally together. And so I can't lose you. She doesn't want to lose that. Yeah. And, um, but Elsa's just trying to fulfill her own purpose. She's trying to learn why she was given the gifts she was and what she can do with them that's outside of just having fun with her kingdom people and making an ice rink. Like, she's (laughs) like, there has to be more of a reason why. But Anna's kind of holding her back out of concern for her and her safety, which I think is very... I mean, we all do it to each other on some level, but I think parents with children, Mm. that's a big thing where you don't want them to get hurt and you don't want them to struggle but that's what's going to make it so that they reach their full potential is yeah. that struggle and For sure. difficulty. You can still show your love and support them, but they need to be able to experience those negative things if they're going to be able to become everything they're meant to be. You have to let it go. Mm-hmm. You gotta <laughs> let it go. It's almost like Elsa's song is meant for Anna come the second yeah. movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you just gotta let them go. Yeah, let them go. Just let Elsa go. And um, she eventually does. So they end up continuing on, jumping forward a little bit. Elsa and Anna find the ship that their parents died on. And they discover that her, their parents were not going where they said they were going. They were going to find out more about Elsa. And so Elsa blames herself, but she shouldn't. But that's something we all do, is blame ourselves. For sure. But she ends up sending Anna away because she she knows Anna's keep holding her back. Yeah. And she she's also worried about Anna, but in particular, she knows that Anna is yeah. just... I think she's realized, like, no, this is, mm-hmm. this is my job. Yeah. <laughs> this is my calling, not Anna's. Yeah. I have to do something with this. And that becomes vitally important later in the story, too, that they're separated. Otherwise, nothing would have worked out. Exactly. (laughs) Like, them being apart is what makes it so that they're able to accomplish what they need to. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But Anna does make a good point. I did want to mention this quote where she basically tells her, don't do this alone. Don't die trying to be everything for everyone. Mm. Which is also a good point because Elsa is kind of stretching herself thin. And there's still part of her, I think, that wants is queen of Arendelle and wants to protect them, but she's also trying to discover herself and she's also trying to help people behind the enchanted forest right. veil and be a sister and a friend yep. and, and doing all the all things. Of this. And Anna reminds her like, you're not alone. I yeah. think Elsa is so used to doing things alone that she's still learning how to work with other people and they do need to be a part, but not where Anna's not doing anything. Right. They, she has to be doing something too. Um, and so I, I did like that, that 
we see a little bit of some of Elsa's struggles that she still has with thinking she has to do everything alone. Yeah. So then we go into Show Yourself, which is where Elsa has her big moment. I love I this I cry song. every time. It's so good. I know. Me too. Every and time her mom shows up, I just cry. And it's perfect, too, because it really is like Heavenly Father. Yeah. Like that transformation is what she experiences. And it's her yeah. finding herself by finding her mother. Yes. And so we are able to grow to our best potential by finding ourselves, by coming to God. So Becoming like... Us. Yeah. yeah. So he can show us what we really are. Yeah. And it kind of, um, one thing that I thought a lot about with this was how um, we learned that her mom came from the Enchanted Forest. She's Northaldrin. Is that how you say it? Yeah, um, something like that. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, when I was talking about, like, you know, where people belong and our spirits being drawn to a more exalted sphere, to mm-hmm. quote the hymn, um, it's kind of. I, I, I get the sense that her spirit is being drawn to her mother's heritage. You know, okay, she's kind yeah. of following her mom's path and she's learning more about her, where she came from and learning to think like them and be like them and learning their culture. Yeah. So I kind of like that connection to her mother as a heavenly father figure who she's, mm-hmm. her spirit is being called to and she's trying to learn how to be more like in this may, maybe holier place. Yeah. And you could also connect it like on a family history type level of what's the scripture where it's like like the, children under their fathers yeah, and fathers under their fathers children. Will <laughs> turn their hearts to the children yeah. and children to their fathers. It's at the end of the Old Testament. Yeah. But I can't remember what even the book is. Anyway, <laughs> some of you probably know yes. what I'm talking about. You could type that into Google, yes, it'll find exactly. it. <laughs> so we are able to see that as well, where they're able to help each other beyond the veil as well and so there's that connection oh that's beautiful yeah love it so it's not just heavenly father it's our ancestors too who are able to help us be they're being guided by heavenly father still but there's a lot of hands involved in helping an individual come under christ and become reach their potential so I also really like actually at the end of that song where the mom says, you are the one you've been waiting for all of your life mm. because it's, we're waiting on ourselves to be ready <laughs> to open ourselves up. Like we, mm. you sit and you're like, I don't know what to do. Where do I go from here? And it's not really until you open yourself up to receiving the spirit and receiving God's guidance that you can really discover what you're looking for. And so I really like that it ends with that because it shows like it was you <laughs> like that whole like with Joseph Smith in DMC where he's talking about where's the pavilion that hides is hiding you mm-hmm. and God is basically like like I'm always here you just have to walk around yeah. <laughs> and see and so there's God is always present we just have to be willing to open the door for him to talk open door motif we love the doors we have to open the door to be able to progress (laughs) yes to heavenly father so next we have elsa she's in atahalan i believe is how you pronounce the glacier's name and she learns the truth about her past about her grandfather and what happens but she goes too far and drowns or freezes and this is interesting because it does show that she shouldn't have necessarily gone alone like 
Anna was right. holding her back, but clearly she still needed someone there to help her. Yeah. And ultimately, it's someone else who's able to unfreeze her. It's still Anna, right. but just She's in a different way someone. than what you would expect. For sure. What either of them expected. So then we go back to Anna, and heartbreakingly, Ooh. Olaf basically dies. And it's so upsetting. <laughs> Yeah, you but can't then not have tears. We get what is probably my favorite song yes. in the whole thing. It's so good. <laughs> because it comes so out of the pain and the trial. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So we have the next right thing, which earlier in the movie, Grand Poppy, um, the troll, tells them that sometimes, like, if you don't know what's next, if we can't see it, then you just have to do the next right thing. Mm-hmm. And so Anna's recalling that through this song. And I'll let you start, because I know you've got <laughs> lots of thoughts okay. on this. Okay, I, uh, I love it. To me, this was, like, the whole... Like, by the end of watching both of these movies, I was like, this song is the theme of (laughs) of everything. Like, Like, oh my goodness, it's beautiful. Um, And it kind of maybe, well, so to start, I'll just throw in a quote from Lieutenant Matias. I had a weird fondness for Lieutenant. Normally, he's not the kind of character I would really be drawn to, but I like this guy. Yeah, he's nice. Um, And when they first meet him stuck in the Enchanted Forest, he says... Uh, to be prepared just when you think you found your way life will throw you onto a new path and I think that both of them feel that way a lot in this movie (laughs) even just the tiniest things you know Mm -hmm. even this is totally random but when Elsa is trying to get to Ottaholland and she's like you know like awesome ice jumping into the Mm -hmm. waves and then that horse comes and like is trying to attack her and then she like reins it in mm-hmm. and then rides it there you know yeah. it it's mm-hmm. like like throughout this whole movie there are just all of these moments where things change and pivot and go different directions mm-hmm. and and i just think it's so beautiful um and it connects so amazingly to the next right thing so i'll read the section of the song that i kind of want to focus okay. my, my thoughts on mm-hmm. at least um where she says it's a little bit longer I can't look too far ahead. It's too much for me to take, but break it down to this next breath. This next step, this next choice is one that I can make. So I'll walk through this night, stumbling blindly toward the light and do the next right thing. That's exactly what I love. Excellent. Perfect. It's perfect. It's just uh, (laughs) us. So beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so, and I love this concept that we've kind of hinted at a few times here um, from me on purpose. (laughs) Um, about having faith in God's plan without, you know, necessarily planning every Mm -hmm. second of it out because, you know, we can try to, but again, (laughs) it doesn't work. It's not going to happen. Um, so she, she's gotten this news from Elsa. Elsa's managed to send a last minute message to her Mm -hmm. about the truth of the past where they learn that they have to destroy this dam, um, to kind of like recompense for their grandfather's mistake in the past but if they break this dam it's going to flood and destroy Arendelle right Mm -hmm. and so she knows that the next right thing to do is to break this dam which is going to destroy her home which she thought would would never change (laughs) and um and that's a re- that's a really hard choice to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we really stop and think about that, that's a really, really hard choice to make. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even hesitate on it. Yeah. She gets the news and she says, I know what I have to do. Mm-hmm. She knows what the next, I'm going to start crying. She knows what the next right thing is. And her sister has died and Olaf has died. And she doesn't know what she's doing. And she's 
probably dying inside, but she knows what the right thing to do is. And so she said, I can't look ahead. I can't do it. I don't know what's going to happen. And it's too much to handle, but I know what I need to do right here. And so I'm going to take this one step and do it. And she doesn't understand the plan and she doesn't realize that Arendelle, by following, by doing the right thing, Arendelle is actually saved in the end. (laughs) She, you know, there was a plan there that she didn't get, but she did her part and the universe, the spirits, God worked out the rest, you know? And then after I had kind of, I was reading in my scriptures, like, I think, I think just last night, actually, (laughs) I think it was last night that I was reading and, um, Sorry, this is my last thing, and then I'll, oh, <laughs> and then I'll shut up. <laughs> um, one of my biggest frustrations in life recently, this has been a really recent theme okay. for me that I've been talking, my dad has heard all about it, <laughs> um, where I keep hearing this conflicting advice of mm. be patient, trust in God. You know, it, it's like this idea of waiting and trusting in God, mm. you know, trust his plan and wait. And don't try to like push things too hard and don't like, you know, don't be impatient. And then there's this other advice of you have to act for yourself. You act and God works it out and you, you know, you go for what you want with the guidance of the spirit and, and with your actions, you can't sit around and wait and expect God to put everything in place for you. And I've been, I'm in a very, you know, limbo state of life where I'm trying to figure a lot of things out and I'm taking these two things and going, what am I supposed (laughs) to do with this exactly? And, you know, and so I'll listen to like a young adult um, address by the, by the apostles, you Mm -hmm. know, and be like, okay, well that told me one thing. And then the next one will tell me something completely Mm -hmm. different. And I'm like, and it's made me so mad. (laughs) And so the theme of my life recently has been trying to like figure out how to put these two things together. Mm -hmm. And then last night I was reading an ether 12 or famous chapter on faith. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it's one of those things where I was looking back today and like, okay, what scripture can I quote for this? And it's, it's not there. (laughs) it's yep (laughs) and uh well no it um it was it was just what I was being taught in the moment I I think um, yeah I I think and and there you know there are hints like I know where I was right Mm -hmm. I was reading in the portion where it's talking about like this person with their faith accomplished this Mm -hmm. thing and this person with their faith accomplished this thing and whichever one of those verses just kind of opened my eyes and I realized that the waiting is an action Mm. and you can do both at the same time Mm -hmm. you know you can wait for an answer while also taking the next step and sometimes you don't actually know what the next right thing is that's a huge problem too um where I know people who have kind of struggled with the very concept of prayer and had little faith crises over prayer because they're not they don't feel like they're getting an answer and don't know what they're supposed to do and what path they're supposed to be on and I can kind of relate to that right now yeah (laughs) and um and so so yeah but you just if you step and wait if you're like waiting and trusting but also moving and stepping and I know like it's not something this has taken me months and now you know and I just kind of yes and I am so grateful to have received this revelation for myself so that I can be like okay I get it Heavenly Father thank you like I can do that 
So hopefully that comes across a little bit, maybe helps somebody. But uh, but yeah, so that's kind of what I see Anna doing here in, in a way is this kind of, you know, I'm going to just walk. But I think she's also, when you're dealing with that much grief, I think there's a level of like standing in the sidelines as well. You're just kind yeah. of going through the motions that's and true. doing without really like acting, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, you know? Yeah. So... But I okay. do like the one line too at the end of that that I wanted to focus on too yes. is stumbling blindly to the light mm-hmm. because she's not just walking. She has something yeah. she's looking towards and it's the light, which yeah. for us would be Christ. For sure. We're, if we're moving towards him, then everything's going to work itself out. You okay. have to have some direction. But like, yeah, faith is a very much an active waiting kind of word yeah and so like knowing that things are going to work out in the future but today i'm living today so what do i need to do today right and what do i need to do this week and just going from this hour yes exactly (laughs) right now what should i do maybe this hour is scripture study and that's your way of moving toward the light and that's what you've got (laughs) you're opening the doors for revelation you're Mm -hmm. showing god that you want to listen yeah and that's an important that's, step and, and that's, that's if that's what you can give yeah and that's part of growing because sometimes even that is hard true to like open the door for god to talk to you yeah is tricky sometimes when especially when you're frustrated yeah so that's a huge act of faith is just getting that started and then i like too that she says to step step again mm-hmm. and so it becomes easier the more steps you take yeah. if you're facing the right way oh. So, so true. It's so good. It's such <laughs> so a great good. song. So so good. And it's also a great moment for what's the actress's name? Kristen Bell. Yes, to finally showcase her vocals because yeah. she doesn't really I mean Love is an open door she does. But yeah, that was There's pretty a few impressive. in the first one that she is in but she's always with someone else, I yeah. guess. That's her this is like her solo. Right. We've had Idina Menzel multiple times, <laughs> as we should. And we've had beautiful but, harmonies between yes. the two of them. And we've even had Kristoff at this point. Yeah. His song, which <laughs> we don't need to comment on. Yeah, we on. don't need to comment on, but that's also a lot of fun. <laughs> I will say <laughs> I love it. Moment. Yes, it's great. And I love, I just yes. adore Jonathan Groff. Yes. So. <laughs> so good. And I mean, you could also talk about Kristoff has his own growth, too. Oh, absolutely. He didn't grow up with people. He had a reindeer and trolls. Yes. So he's learning how to be with people as well, like Anna, which is why they're a great couple because they're both learning similar things. Learning together. They're on a similar (laughs) point in their journey to where they can support each other. I definitely took notes on Kristoff's and Olaf's growth just in case, but we don't don't need to go there. Both great. Go ahead yes. and think about it on think your own time. It. Contemplate. There is a lot there, but on it now, so we're gonna yeah. we're focusing on that. The girls. So, um at the end, oh I will mention one other thing okay. about Kristoff that really connects to the idea of how we help other people. Okay. Because so first of all, when Anna's going to the dam, she's running from the tr- the oh, earth giants so and he dramatic. just grabs her and he's been hurt by her. Like yeah. she abandoned him. He's hurting. He she ditched him, didn't say anything. He's in pain. And but his first thing is, what do you need? What do you need? Like he knows that this <laughs> is not the time to be all moody yes. and whatever. He knows that right now, next right thing. Like what were you saying about him? perfect like, man? I know. <laughs> Seriously. Christoph, the winner. He's a little odd. That's okay. We like Corgi. We love him. He's great. 
Um, so we have that moment. And then later um, she apologizes and he mm-hmm. says, my love is not fragile, which we all oh. loved when we heard that. Come <laughs> on. I'm so so cute. Again. <laughs> it's so great. And it's just such a good reminder of like when people are going through their journeys, obviously we all are. Yeah. And so we're going to have to take turns treating each other that way. Like, they're going to have to have a conversation later about Kristoff's yeah. problems For and like, sure. concerns. It has his place. Like, yeah. yes. But right now there's a different focus and she needs him more yeah. than he needs her in that moment. And so he says, you know, my love is not fragile. Just because you made a mistake, maybe you didn't treat me right. Like, I'm still here for you because I know that we're just imperfect beings. And they're yeah. just both learning that. They're both coming to understand that we can't just stop loving someone like love is what they need in those moments right like it's that quote that's like the hardest people to love are the ones who need it the most right <laughs> like yeah just and, and that can be it within moments too yeah. not just yeah. in general and if either of them had removed their love in that moment it could have been pretty detrimental to the relationship yeah. mm-hmm. focusing and on both the wrong of thing. their progression it could have hurt the other person's progression too yeah if you withheld withhold that love from them um, because you also having that love also gives them an opportunity to be in positions where they can grow too and you to be in positions where you can grow because god put us all on earth together he did not give everybody their own separate planet to do their growing in he put us together because that's where we can grow is yeah. with each other so super great cute moment Kristoff's just the best um and then we have the end where elsa comes riding out we know she's alive alive. so great she saved arendelle anna begins to realize that she's the fifth spirit very exciting but then elsa points out that a bridge has two sides they both have their purpose they both needed to be they both needed to be there and play their role otherwise it wouldn't have worked out and so, um, and I love basically the fifth spirit is the two of them, not just Elsa, because mm. they're both playing that role of uniting people. Yeah. And that's what they were meant to do. What the fifth spirit is meant to do is to tame and comfort and unite people. So I really that. love that. Yeah. I had that same point. Yeah. Where, you know, like we talked about before, Elsa had to go her way, Anna had to go hers. Otherwise, they both would have frozen or they never would have learned the truth about the past, right? Both roles were necessary. And one kind of one thing that I thought was interesting, I we I talked about Elsa's connect, connection to the North Aldrin side of her mom earlier. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of interesting that then Anna takes over as queen in the castle, um, you know, by herself for now. She'll have Kristoff mm-hmm. eventually. Yes, but, course, yes. <laughs> but she kind of takes this path of her father, you know. Mm-hmm. She she's there with the people and being directly beloved by the people of Arendelle. And so it's almost like they take this path of their parents. Yeah. And uh, I, I was trying to so her their granddad separated the people right Mm -hmm. and their parents kind of unknowingly unite them in a really fragile way that then allows these two girls to follow both paths Mm -hmm. and unite them in a really strong way so now we have this whole community together because these two girls one followed the mom's path and one followed the dad's path Mm -hmm. and and brought them together so it's this like almost representation of like a marriage partnership you know but like this sister Mm -hmm. partnership controlling this whole kingdom it's this really just interesting Mm -hmm. concept of 
following paths and heritage and becoming like our parents. Yes, <laughs> it happens, you guys. But it's only because they've grown through yeah. their life. And now you are going through that same growth process, mm-hmm. at least hopefully. And if you don't want to be like your parents at all because they don't seem to have grown as much as you would like to, then that's okay. You can buy Be like your that, heavenly parents. Exactly. <laughs> Look for someone else to yes. just, you know, help you get to a better place. Um, so yes, we have that. And then Elsa becomes queen of the forest. Anna becomes queen of Arendelle and they work together to unite everybody with love. Um, with love, of by course. Love. It's all with love. Uh, love. The first one, we're healing with love. Second one, we're connecting with love. With love. Uh, or you can even say like you're personally being helped by love in the first one ooh. and then your relationships are helped by love in the second stop oh, it's almost like it. we're growing and progressing it's <laughs> like it becomes bigger and yes and they're not backtracking they're on a journey yes, of life they are just like all of us so i did want to end just going back to how christ helps us through all of that it's not just up to us christ is stepping through it with us and going back to that um piano idea where we are practicing the piano so Mm -hmm. that we can come to understand so we can show gratitude for what christ did but also to better understand what he did why and what we can become um he brad wilcox later in that talk says there should never be just two options perfection or giving up when learning the piano are the only options performing at carnegie hall or quitting no, growth and development take time. Learning takes time. And later he then says, grace is not a booster engine that kicks in once our fuel supply is exhausted. Rather, it is our constant energy energy source. It is not the light at the end of the tunnel, but the light that moves us through the tunnel. So through all of this, there's not really a moment where like all of a sudden things get moving right it's yeah. just a very progressive thing i mean obviously there's the climax of the movie but it took a while to get there and it took a process to get there it's mm-hmm. not like we're like all of a sudden making these huge decisions right. or something everything works out makes sense and that's the same like with christ he's constantly with us and constantly providing power to us like Anna and Elsa are constantly learning throughout the whole thing it's not just Mm -hmm. yeah these grand moments it's little step by step little lines here and there that we quoted like little tiny moments that seem like they're humorous sometimes sometimes it's just one line in a song that just brings it together and helps you see them learning And, and getting help from others. Exactly, yes. And Mom you kind of, yeah, connecting Christoph. to their parents, you kind of get the feeling that their influence is always there. Yeah, Like definitely. you, throughout the first one, they're both impacted by their parents. They're both trying to live and be like them. Mm-hmm. They look up to them. And so that's, it's the same thing with Christ. But yes. even better, because he has the power to actually work miracles through us yeah. and create a miracle within us as well. I think that's about all my thoughts. Okay. So did you have any final <laughs> thoughts? Um, yeah, one final quote by President Nelson mm-hmm. um, that I really, I think is just beautiful. Um, he said it during the April 2021 General Conference. Because of the Savior's atonement, his gospel provides an invitation to keep changing, growing, and becoming more pure. It is a gospel of hope, of healing, and of progress. Thus, the gospel is a message of joy, 
our spirits rejoice with every small step forward we take. I thought that just kind of Perfect. encapsulated everything beautifully. Wraps it right up. Yep. And I love, I love the description of the gospel as hope, healing, progress, and joy. And I think that those those words just describe the journey of these characters and our yes. journeys just so well, you know? And yeah. So, yeah, Absolutely. So I hope you guys got something out of this. I hope you'll look at yourself and your relationships with people and hopefully something in what we said inspired something in you. Um, brought hopefully you comfort. you were frozen a yes. whole lot more. <laughs> hopefully you'll just see frozen as a lot deeper yes. than you originally thought. Um, Disney has a great way of doing that. Uh, I'm sure we'll amazing. talk about many a Disney movie. So anyway, we're going to end there. So thank you so much for watching. Keep remembering to look for God in all things. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.